Me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Greg Romero Wilson. We're waiting for Sean McCorkle to come on. It's going to be a great podcast. I'm excited. Uh, I just got back from Vegas at a show. Man, it was like, it's amazing how great it is to have a full crowd with oh, no, yeah. no masks. No masks. Just back to regular life. Everybody just living it. What's great? I mean, it's so dumb because they tell everyone, like the casino, hey, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask in the casino. But it's illegal to ask anyone if they're vaccinated. Oh, that, yeah. It's a complete honor system, which everyone knows Las Vegas is known for honor. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, really? This is, this is the plan here? I know. I know. It's just like they can't ask. Nobody asks. They're just like, hey, if you're not vaccinated, you be wearing it. We're just telling you you need to be wearing a mask. Yeah, like anybody who's, who's going to be like, you know what? I don't want the vaccine is then going to, like, go by the honor code of at the casino well you know what it's not right i'm not back i mean this is just insane i mean the whole thing so you know obviously the the wrestling season got canceled two years in a row which um but the high school kids are wrestling so it's, it's all my my former kids so I'm, I'm watching the matches on like you know instagram and stuff the kids are doing great they're in the actually the league finals tomorrow the city finals um they can wrestle the whole time but at the end they can't shake hands so God, that's so crazy that I know. And that, that's the thing. I mean, everybody was left to this patchwork of rules and stuff and everyone's just trying to make it up as they go. And that's like, it's almost like when, when weed was just medical yeah. and they were like, you need a prescription. And everyone knew it was like, there you go. Here's your prescription. Like yeah, or your no service actual card. doctors were writing any prescriptions. Like it's like that. I went to get a service dog because, I was, I, I actually wanted to live in a place where there are no dogs because my dog, my last dog was biting everybody all the time and like, yeah. so I went to get, I went to get him as a service dog, which he needed a service dog, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Your dog needed a service dog. He literally failed every test. They told him to sit. <laughs> he like shit on the floor. He went to bite the guy. The guy was scared to go near him and he wrote him up. I'm like, and then he still wrote him a sir. I'm like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, this is clearly a flawed system. This is a wink, wink, nudge, nudge system. And that's the way it is. It's like, listen, if you're vaccinated, you don't need the mask. And if you're not, you please wear a mask. You know, like... But they said you're not allowed to ask anyone if they're vaccinated. That's yeah, the exactly. They can't. They're just it's exactly. There's no people. Like, okay, you got man. It's never gonna happen. Nobody cares. Nobody, you know. It, it is so dumb. It it is so dumb. So it's dumb. Like, it's like Mayhem came over last week, you know, and uh, we I was Mayhem. We had a comedy show with them, right? Yeah. And it was a weed dispensary. I mean, no, it was sponsored by a weed by a weed dispensary. There's marijuana everywhere, and somebody offered Mayhem some weed, and he's like, no, no, no. And I think that if, like, if he fails a drug test, I'm not sure. He says he's not smoking because he, he, he like, doesn't want to, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he gets drug tested. And if he fails, 
he can go back to jail for a long time. Yeah. But, which is like crazy because during the pandemic, dispensaries were an essential business. Absolutely. So it's like if he, if he, well, still, and then if he still, that's the other thing. Can you still consider that a failed drug test when it's recreationally legal here in California? I don't even know what the, what the, what the rules are. I don't, I don't yeah. I, I don't know that you could consider that a failed drug test anymore. If it's state, which I believe it is. I don't think he's up on federal charges. No. So, I mean, you know, so I, I, I think that do you kind of, I think they, you can't go back because it's legal now. It's recreationally legal. Yeah. And just being around it. I mean, that's like he didn't participate. I noticed no. that he did not smoke, no. but he was certainly around it. Yeah. So, I mean, there's going to be trace amounts in there. It's crazy. So um, I took my, my daughter to soccer practice. I'm getting her to soccer now. because She's got so much energy. So Dude, you, I, it's so funny. You have her in every class. Every, I'm like, how many class? This girl's going to be the most well-rounded, skilled baby. In a, lot of it, a, lot of California. a lot of it's for me. I hate to say it because if I don't, it's seven hours of me playing Barbie with her. And sure. It becomes a seven hour puppet show. Cause I got right. to do all the voices and this. And then she orders <laughs> literally at seven o'clock this morning. She's in my room watching Peppa Pig on the bed. Going, Daddy, sit up with me. I'm like, I just want to sleep. Let me just please sleep. No, sit up. So I'm like sitting up. I'm being ordered around. I'm being trained by a two and a half year old to watch Peppa Pig at, at no. the morning. And then I get yelled at by my wife because I'm like, it's just a whole thing. You know, you don't go to, you got to have to get ready. And I, I want to take a shower. And then I'm like, she made breakfast and I made waffles. They didn't have sprinkles and fucking whipped cream on them. And, and they had to be Mickey Mouse waffles. It was, a, it's a whole. Anyway, we got to set this up better. So I ended up. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, there's different parenting styles, and I guess that's one of them. <laughs> no, I'm trying to. So I, I have to let her know that, like, I'm the guy in charge, you know? So that's I, the other one. I, uh, <laughs> I to, I and it sounds it. like you're not, you're not using that style too much. Well, I took her to soccer practice, and she's great at soccer. She's loving soccer. But at the end, they have bubbles. The guy brings out bubbles, right? I'm like, just, no, no more bubbles. Because first they did like a parachute where all the kids, and then there's bubbles. So they're like, hey, parents, take the bubbles. I'm, I'm blowing them. And one of, the one of the dads had like a yellow, it had like a pink bubble case. And I had a yellow bubble case. And she goes, daddy, I want you to have a pink yellow case. And I'm like, no, no, well, that guy has a pink yellow case. I have a yellow one. No, I want you to have a pink one. I'm like, well, I'm not going to go take the guy's pink one. At this point, the guy's like, hey, you want mine? I'm like, I'm like no, no, because I can't just have – she starts fucking crying, having a meltdown. <laughs> like, so, like, it wasn't even soccer that was the problem. It was the bubbles at the end and that I didn't have the pink yellow case. This is, this is what it was like. Oh, dude, it was brutal. It was, it was brutal. Uh, how are you, Sean McCorkle? Doing not great. How are you? <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'm uh I'm 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 doing all right. I'm doing all right. And then uh, and and then my wife the other day like so the, yesterday I'm like trying to teach my kid. I'm like, hey, you you have to wear this you know shirt. No, she's like, I can't wear it. I'm like, we don't say can't in this house. We say I will. And my wife goes, I will stand you, instead of I can't stand you. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm like, thanks, thanks. thanks <laughs> You gotta give Bree some points for that it one. It was funny. One. And then I'm showing my kid pictures of me when I was younger. She goes, Daddy, what happened to all your hair? 
I was like, oh, God. You know, I gave it up for you, darling. Yeah, I was like, whatever. <laughs> fucking bang your mom. Leave me alone. So, you know what's funny? I saw an old picture uh, of uh, McCorkle there when he was at his fighting weight. Ooh, you are a sexy motherfucker. I was handsome, wasn't I? I God damn, so skinny, so handsome. Woo. I was much more black and white in that picture, too. It was weird. <laughs> I don't know. So, it was a lot grayer. So you look good, good, buddy. You feel any better, Adam? Uh, my daughter one time told me at two years old, she goes, you know what? I was like, what? She says, I don't really like daddy. I just like mommy. Uh, I was like, thanks. As I finished my 70-hour work week. <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah. Tell, yeah. Well, guess what? I like mommy better than you do. Right. <laughs> that would have been why. That's, why, why, that's why I don't think I can be. A, I don't think I can be a parent because I, I'd be too honest. I, I would. Yeah. I would just treat them like little adults. I'd be like, "Fuck you! You don't pay the bills around here. I do." I'd be just like my dad. That's why I've never had kids because I don't want to be like my father. I would totally just turn into yesterday. So forget it. Yesterday she spread her butt cheek and goes, "Tickle my butt." Right. And I was like, I was like, Hey, Violet, that's not appropriate. We don't let anybody tickle your butt. And then, uh, and then my wife goes, honey, who tells you to tickle your butt? Like who, who, like, where'd you learn that? And she goes, daddy. I go, what? I, I, I never fucking, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> that never fucking happened. Like, Fucking crazy. Anyway. Uh, if anything, that's your mom's move. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's how you got here, kid. So, so uh, Kevin Randleman's wife uh, came to me, came to the show, uh, Elizabeth Randleman. She's like a six foot four Italian woman from Brooklyn, like maybe six five, and she's hilarious. I mean, really Italian. Like, I mean, she could be like, you know, a good fellow's Italian. And she was telling all kinds of stories about Randleman. We hung out afterwards. I always knew her, but I never had like a couple hours with her. And you know, she had a really tough time after Kevin just suddenly died. And he died of. I didn't realize he died of. Uh, of pneumonia, he just basically had fluid in his lung and just died. And the, the fucking and the, they took him to the doctor and they put him on what they put Michael Jackson on uh, those pills that he was on. Um, the painkillers? Yeah, yeah, the one that put him to sleep. They put him on. Yeah, like they they totally fucked him up. These doctors, like I thought he died of a heart attack. Not that's not what happened. He just all of a sudden. So he drowned. Basically, he drowned of, of from pneumonia. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. At like 40 years old, just, and um, it was crazy. But she was telling us the story, a couple stories of how like, one time she was in Vegas with like Baroni and Gray Maynard, and uh, I think it was, and, so, and it was, so, and Jay Harang were all at, a, at like a club. And so I'm like, there's like a bunch of like, kind of Mexican, like, uh, these like, not good people came up to her and just like smacked her ass, right? No, actually, the guy felt her boob. Like, and now Kevin was fucking beyond pissed. Cause like, he like bumped her boob and was like, hey, what's going on? So Kevin was like, yo, man, you don't want to do this. And the guy mouthed off to Kevin Randleman. He didn't know who Kevin Randleman was, right? So then they're outside the club and it's Randleman and all them. And then like, like six Mexican dudes and they're like going, they're going, what you want? And Randleman just puts his fucking, puts his hands down and goes, come on, motherfucker. I'll give you the first two shots, two shots. And then, then it's on. And he puts his hand down and he goes, hit me, motherfucker. Hit me, hit me. Right, and the guy at that point was like, "Oh, we fucked up." Like he's looking around, like, "Wait a minute!" Like, I think I recognize some of these guys. These guys are ears, you know, blah blah. blah. Yeah. And he's sitting there, and all of a sudden, Baroni just fucking flops out from behind the woman, like you can't even see him, and just cracks the guy, and just lays him out cold. The guy just fucking drops, 
right? Then like the valet calls the cops, everyone runs, they're on the run, they get into a car, they're, they're like trying to pick up fucking Baroni. And they're like, they're like, Phil, why did you do that? He goes, well, the guy wouldn't hit you. I was getting bored. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Phil Baroni answer. That's right. I was hoping to God you said that he thought Kevin Randleman's voice was the Mexican guy. And so he tried to hit him with the first two shots. Because that would have been amazing. <laughs> I hit me. I thought that was him talking. That would have been awesome. Dude, then they were telling me, which I, I tried to confirm this story, but like Chuck Liddell told me, it was the day before Randleman fought Crow Cop. Remember when he knocked out Crow Cop in uh in yeah. Pride? And uh, what's the name came? They went up, they went up to uh, to uh, the Iceman, Chuck Liddell. Uh, Coleman did. And he goes, hey, man, we're fighting Crow Cop tomorrow. Uh, what should we do? <laughs> and then uh, he was like, you guys don't have a plan? <laughs> 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 they were like, uh, not really. And they, they got, so then, yeah, he goes, all right, all the way in or all the way out. You don't want to be at any kind of distance with them. And then the next day, he took his advice and just knocked out Crow Cop. I ran on yeah. <laughs> like, They came there with no plan. The, all the way to Pride, like the night before. And they're asking <laughs> the Iceman what to do. Uh, so let's talk about some, some fights that happened over the weekend. We got to talk about Mayweather versus Jake Paul. Did you watch it? You guys watch it? I watched the Bootleg stream of it. And yeah, I, I still felt ripped off. I, I actually ordered it, right? I paid $50 to order it. And it never came on, right? Like, what? the Showtime app doesn't work. Like, for anybody. They must have lost $100 million. I mean, no one could So get they had to refund everybody? Everybody, right? So then... Oh, my God. So you then, were just as entertained as you would have been if you had seen it. <laughs> well, then I ordered it on... You probably got a better show just staring at the app. Then I ordered it on, like, Spectrum, too, because I had people coming over. Mayhem came yeah. out to watch it, and uh, his girlfriend, Camilla, came over. And then my friend Jonesy, I invited you, Greg. So then it was on Spectrum, but it didn't, but there was no actual sound. So like, it didn't work on the sound on Spectrum. So I had to, I had to get an illegal stream just to hear it while it was playing. And of course it was like a minute ahead of it. So we kept having to, then, right? So then I call fucking time, then I call Showtime and I'm like, hey, I want my money back. It's just a recording. They go, hey, well, uh, this is Showtime. If you're calling to get your money back, like that's part of the recording. Right, um, they know that that's what everyone's calling about. They go, well. Yeah, you, well, you know what it is. The recording says, if you're calling to get your money back, we promise Shab will never do another Showtime special. <laughs> <laughs> if you're calling about the Mayweather pay-per-view. That's one. We got one. Okay, that's one. So they We're go, off if and you running. get your money back, if you ordered it through this, that, if you ordered it through Amazon, which I did, you have to call Amazon, right, to get your money back. And of course, I, it's like my wife's Amazon account. So now I'm like, "Hey, Bree, can I get your information for Amazon?" And now she's like, "I'm busy working." So now I'm gonna, so now I'm gonna fight with her over. I didn't even want to order this fucking bullshit. Like, so now it's like they got me into a fucking. Now my wife's annoyed at me. I'm trying to get her Amazon information because I don't know her birthday. I gotta fucking answer 19 things. They, they made it so Adam, hard. Adam was like, "You know what? You won't tickle my butt. Now you don't want to help me with this Amazon. <laughs> just, just ain't working out." This is not going good at all. And you know, that's like, who would have thought Triller would have had better infrastructure than <laughs> yeah, fucking Showtime? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, uh, so Mayhem came over, by the way, and like Camilla was asking me for some jokes. I was, I, was, I was helping him with jokes about Mayhem. She's like, yeah, I'm dating a guy who used to be in jail, who just got out of jail. It's hard because every time we pass a car, he's like, I made that plate. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I go, then he tried to exchange cigarettes for sex. 
Uh, and then whenever I'm mad at him, I just yell lights out. Uh, you know, I love I love Camilla, but I feel like you know she was trying to coach him up when we were there at the show. Yeah, and 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 it's like she's trying to soften him up, like she's yeah. worried about what people might think of him. And I'm like, that ship has sailed. He needs to just be him <laughs> and stick to the truth. Like you know, she's like, oh, if you say that, people. Might. I'm like, listen, this, this his rep is his rep. I don't think there's any softening it up at this point. Um, so, but that fight, by the way, I mean, these fucking Paul brothers are so smart because they, yeah. they, they fight guys that are like famous. Like he outweighed Mayweather by 55 pounds because he weighed yeah. at 35, probably came in at like 210. The other guy was 155. So maybe even more than that, like, yeah, about 55 pounds. And he, and he has, he was basically like a punching bag, he, but he could take a shot and he, he sort of won by lasting it's like he got one of those like participation trophies. Like he, he went eight yeah. rounds at Mayweather. But yeah. Clearly, but clearly Floyd didn't take it seriously. He came in the worst shape I've ever seen him. And he couldn't knock him out, but he, he beat him up. I mean. Well, there's a, he just laid on him for fucking six rounds. I mean, he was in it for the, I mean, he was trying for the first two rounds. Then he gassed. And then he would just, you know, he would, you know, Mayweather would try to get in range, lands a button, and he would just, <laughs> and he would just, and then the ref, who's obviously being paid by fucking the Paul brothers, would like, he would let it go for a very long time, and finally be like, okay, guys, come on, you gotta, you can't nap the whole fucking round, and that's all it was, was that you know they would come together, and then he would lay on him, and, yeah. and Mayweather would carry him around for a minute or two. It was the worst, so stupid, dumb piece of shit. Can't even call it boxing. God damn it. Everyone stop buying it. Stop watching it. Stop participating. Just turn your back on these dumb fuckers it, until it's a real fight, until they fight in a real organization against an actual fighter in their weight division. This is complete lunacy. So, so what did you think? Uh, man, I think there were several factors, uh, but to make a long story short, I think Floyd wasn't in shape. He's older. He didn't take it serious at all. I bet he didn't train even once for it. He knows he could go eight rounds with a guy. He's fighting a guy who <laughs> yeah. is a good athlete. Paul is a good athlete, man. Yeah. Um, who's a lot bigger than him. Their body, their money's worth, so he carries him for four or five rounds, thinking I'll knock him out or drop him in, in six, seven, or eight. And then I think he was surprised when he went to turn it on automatically for six, seven, or eight that he couldn't drop him. You know, he couldn't finish him because Paul was just hugging him and holding him uh, the whole time. So I think uh, – that's basically what you got. Like, I think Floyd tried to carry it too long, and then by the time he really tried to turn it on, uh, Logan knew he could just grab and hold. And when you're that much bigger and that much stronger than somebody, you can out-wrestle him like that, you know, and keep him from hitting. I mean, Floyd, if you're not going to throw a punch, you can't counterpunch it, and that's Floyd's specialty is counterpunching. Yeah. So if uh, Logan's just going to walk into him and grab him, I mean, it doesn't leave you much room to, to do much of anything. But I, I thought Floyd was honest when he said he was better than I thought he was um, because, uh, you know, like it's obvious, like I said – Floyd's not in shape and wasn't training or trying really. Oh, and he kept but, saying uh, that too. He goes, I mean, I'm not 21 anymore. I mean, right. <laughs> who says that at the end of it? You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a young man anymore. I just wanted to make 10, 15 million bucks. You know, like that's what shop said about his comedy special. And it also didn't make sense. Well, I'm not young anymore. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> I yeah, mean, I the, thing, the thing is, is that that's I, think like, I think he made like a hundred million dollars for that fight. Uh, but exactly, he would, that's all he was doing. He was just patting the pocketbook. He didn't give a fuck. I think they got screwed by Showtime. Now, I don't know. I think they're not going to get. People want their refund. I don't know if they're going to get. I don't know how that works. 
I think Showtime's the one that's on the hook because they're the ones that didn't deliver. So I think they still That's unfortunate, man. I remember the first ESPN um, time they took over the UFC pay-per-view was horrendous, and they were talking about how many lost, I mean, tens of millions of dollars they lost in pay-per-views, you know, that uh, night. So Showtime's owned by CBS, which is Viacom, so I'm sure they can eat a few million dollars without really feeling it, but it's crazy. I mean, it was – I wouldn't even say it was entertaining because I wanted to see Paul get knocked out. But at the same time, like Mayweather did say he's going to have trouble when he fights someone his, his size. Like these guys are like the perfect amount of bullies because they, they fight guys who are only 30 pounds lighter than him. Even, even even Jake who's fighting Woodley, Woodley fights at 170. So now he's going to have to fight at 195. So he's going to gain 25 pounds. Aspen fought at 170. Uh, Nate Robinson was a smaller guy. These guys are kind of yeah. smart. They, they, and not a boxer and old as fuck. They, they fight smaller guys. I still think Woodley should win this fight. But, man, when are they going to fight someone their size? Right? I, man, well, if you a perfect example of size, how much size matters, man, is watch Shaq when he did his show where he boxed Dale Hoy and Shea Mosley. At one point, he got on his knees, and he was still winning, like the boxing <laughs> match, because – his arm length was so long they couldn't get in. They couldn't do anything, you know? Like, it just yeah. had, like, 400 pounds at that point, seven foot tall. But, like, if you watch that, they actually boxed three or four rounds. You would have called Shaq the winner watching that boxing match. Like, um, even though he can't box to save his life, I mean, he, he's three times their size, literally. Like, yeah. yeah. By the way, the, the announcers, I got to say, I like the Triller announcers better. Those two guys that have a podcast on Showtime, I, I don't yeah. know who those guys are. I, I don't know. I'm not really a fan of those guys as far as I have them listen to them. But – as far as boxing commentary, it was, I didn't think Well, was- and they didn't have any – they were trying to keep it positive. There's nothing to talk about. You know, if you were to talk about the actual fight, you, all you could do was insult the product. I think they were just trying to keep their jobs by talking about anything, but, you know, <laughs> that wasn't derogatory. I mean, you know, like, oh, you know, the, look who's in the crowd. And, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Michael Irvin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they had a celebrity spotter on the panel. Hey, look. Totally. Look I mean, it was so dumb. Oh, Delonte West is here. I think he banged uh, LeBron's mom. Uh, let's see who <laughs> like, like, they had nothing to talk about because the fight was so stupid. And, of course, they wanted to protect their jobs. Any real announcer would have been like, this is so disgusting. This is an abomination of the sport. I hate that we're here. This is not real. People, I mean, they would be saying what we're saying because yeah. we're not being paid by those cocksuckers. That's what Larry Merchant used to be about. That was the best. But he, he, was, he would <laughs> honestly tell you, one time there was a boxing match. He's like, we got 500 pounds in the ring. And we have a jabbing contest. Or he's like, I remember when James Tony won. He's like, he goes, attention, obese people. You now have a champion. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So he used to keep it real. I mean, oh, that's the thing. This is that's the thing. Everyone just stop paying attention because that's all. It is. But people will always take these fights because there's a hundred million dollar paycheck. So until there's not a hundred million dollar paycheck, we this is just going to continue. Well, I just hate that this is uh, some fighters. Way to go, boxing. Uh, so Paul Acosta, he pulled out of his fight because he wants more money. He was supposed to fight, uh, and now uh, he was supposed to fight Cannoneer. He says no, I, you know, because of Jake Paul. He said, "I want more money." And then Dana White basically said, "Look, you're not a fucking YouTube star. You don't make that kind of. You, you know, you should have started YouTube when you were 12, and you'd be a star, and you'd get more money. But until, but you know, but you're a fighter. So Jake kind of." I mean, so Dana kind of, you know, snapped back at him. Um, Good. And now Paul, now he fucked himself. 
he's going to wind up in Bellator. I think he kind of did fuck himself because he's coming off a huge loss, number one. And number two, it's like, according to him, he didn't have the fight signed. He said that they signed the fight for him, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm not sure if this is the right way to, the right way to go about this is it. Not, he does not have the name value to get away with this. And then he you, also have to be, you have to be a McGregor-level name talent to get away with doing something like that. He just isn't there. He also posted a picture of Logan Paul flexing and him flexing and then writing, is Logan Paul on juice? Which that made no Which is basically like saying, because I am. So right. that's <laughs> right. Is his juice better than mine? Exactly. Uh, Michael Chiesa tweeted out, I thought my fights were boring. Uh, that was that was hilarious. Um, oh my god! Jake Paul tweeted out, "McGregor, you're ducking me." After that, but McGregor is not ducking uh, uh, Jake Paul. But if Jake Paul, I mean, if McGregor, it's a weird because I feel like McGregor could get this fight if he loses to Poirier. If he loses to Poirier, he might fight Jake Paul next. But if he beats Poirier, he's right back in the mix. So the question is this, and I would say this. I believe that, that, that if McGregor were to fight him, McGregor would be the guy to actually take it seriously, the same way Woodley is taking it seriously. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think you could expect McGregor to take it seriously. Oh, 100%. Um, and then uh, what, uh, Canelo, he put like a hand and face emoji. Right? Like, I can't believe, which is, uh, it really was embarrassing for boxing. Canelo would have yeah. ran, ran through either of these guys. I mean, knocked them out. And then Jake Paul responded, you can't sell pay-per-view, I would eat you alive, to Canelo. <laughs> which he doesn't believe. But. <laughs> um, which is, that, that's like a quarter true, in that he can sell pay-per-view, not as many as these guys, apparently, but he can sell pay-per-views, and but then the other part of it, obviously, is just disgusting. Well, we don't know how much these guys are actually making because these numbers aren't disclosed. Like, right, like, exactly. Like, like Triller says they made $100 billion, and they're also suing everybody for stealing it. So which one is it? Um, Canelo's huge, huge overseas. I mean, he's huge in Latin America. He's huge in Mexico. Is, yeah. Jake, Paul, is Jake Paul selling tickets in, in, like, Europe? Is he selling tickets in Asia? Um, I'm pretty sure Canelo is. So I wouldn't say that... Uh, Jake Paul is selling more tickets than Canelo. I, I, I just, because I, I, these, these numbers aren't verified. You know? Yeah. These numbers, so, um, also Dylan Dennis, he posted, uh, he, he said, if I can't beat Logan Paul in under a minute, somebody, I, 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 I would kill myself. Uh, and then he but goes, doesn't he weigh like 38 pounds? <laughs> he also, he's another guy that never fights. But then, so basically Jake Paul got into the ring with Woodley for a face-off. And Jake, and the guy from Barstool Sports, you know that guy who's the president of Barstool? Yeah, he eats pizza all the time. He introduced Woodley as, this, 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 uh, this guy's on a four-fight losing streak. Like, like, how is that a fucking intro? Like, like <laughs> That's what the Paul brothers paid him to say. Probably, what, yeah, probably on the card. That, that's what Woodley said. Woodley said, who's, who's, whose team are you on? And then he's like, I'm on anybody's team. And then, so... Uh, I'm on the team with the guy signing the checks. And then Jake Paul wrote, you lost four fights and you're, and you're 40 years old. Uh, says the, and then Don Dance wrote, says the dude that picked the guy who lost four fights and is 40 years old, LOL. Uh, he also said the Floyd showed that boxing isn't a superior martial art. I think we knew that, actually, in uh, UFC 1 when, uh, what's his name? Boxer Art's, with the one glove. When Art Jimerson lost to, you know, lost to Hoist Gracie quickly. Um, 
Look, I mean, these guys are obviously doing something right. But you're right. It, I mean, I don't think people say – someone said it was white privilege. I think it's follower privilege. <laughs> it's like yeah, if, you have mean, enough, if you have enough privilege, you can just skip the front of the line. Uh, the same thing happened to CM Punk. Uh, like, like you said, McCorkle, the same thing happened to Brandon Chow. Um, if you have enough people behind you, you could do it. And I, and I do think that it, and it does insult all those guys that are putting in the time and the effort and the work to get there. And these guys aren't fighting anybody in the top 1,000. They're just picking guys in other sports. They're picking celebrities. They're picking basketball players. They're picking, you know, and it's... it's yeah, this is battle of the network stars. I mean, this is just celebs doing stupid stunt work. I mean, but I, this is, I, I don't know. I, I'm so disgusted by the whole thing, and I hate that people keep paying for it. And I, you know, and I hate that, I, but I admit, I have to admit, I was looking forward to watching it the next day. Yeah. I was like, all right, let's see what happened with this I've garbage. I've every single one of these bullshit. So I... Fifty-eight-year-old Julio Cesar Chavez is boxing. I think he's fighting Macho Camacho Jr. Uh, he beat Macho Camacho Sr. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, oh wait, my that's god! That's Chavez Jr. Right, the, the original no, dead, right? No, no, Chavez Sr. is fighting too. I thought he was dead. Is he alive? Yeah, he's alive. <laughs> he's got to be like 50, seventy years old. He's fifty-eight. What? He's fifty-eight. He's got to be over fifty-eight. No, no, there's a video of him, of him. Uh, now, Chavez Sr., didn't he win titles in like five different divisions? He was amazing. He, he won his first hundred fights in a row. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's fighting. Um, he's fighting. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, not off topic, kind of on topic. I said a long time ago, and I approached a couple people about this who had money and they weren't interested, like big money. I said, if you took, I had a billion dollar idea. Take what the WWE does exactly, every part of it but make the fights real. So have guys do the gimmicks, the trash talking. It doesn't matter if they can fight or not, just like it doesn't matter if the Paul brothers can fight, but take everything they do, copy it, but make the fights real. And I mean, if Ric Flair was really going to fight The Rock, would you not? Well, maybe not Ric Flair, but The Rock and Stone Cold were actually going to fight. I would pay a fortune to see that. You know what I mean? Like whether they can fight or not. But uh, the Paul brothers, I, they know how good they are and aren't at fighting. I believe 100% they know because they're sparring with people. So I just think they're, they're masters at selling. I'm really tough. You can't beat me. And everybody wants to see them get their ass kicked, you know? Yeah, boxing legend Chavez Sr. arrived in Guadalajara in advance of the Tuesday press. He's going to fight June 19th at, uh, in Guadalajara. He's going to fight Hector Camacho Jr. in an exhibition bout. Also on the card will be Chavez Jr. against Anderson Silva. <laughs> Anderson Silva? Yeah. In a boxing match. Yeah, he's boxing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? You know what? This is what we deserve. You know what? This is exactly what we deserve. Just total mayhem. Just okay. You know what? I'd like to make an announcement right now. Okay, no, August thirty first, this Halloween, I'm gonna fight a donkey. August. Uh, no, it, yeah, no, I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight a donkey, a real donkey. Um, October thirty first. October 31st. What did I say? August 31st. Oh, sorry. Either one. Either one. You know what? I'll let the audience decide. You can buy a <laughs> ticket to either the August 31st fight or the October 31st. I'm going to do it both times. You're fighting a donkey? First, first I'm going to fight a donkey. <laughs> then I'm going to fight a rabbit. And so, you know what? You guys sign up. It's going to be on pay-per-view. And listen, this donkey, this is a donkey that is a tough donkey. Um, it gave a lot of donkey rides. It used to work at a uh, at a 
petting zoo. Um, but I'm telling you, this donkey's coming in undefeated. And so if you guys want to see something, watch me August 31st taking on a donkey. Who's October our, 31st versus a rabbit. Who's uh, Greg Fry fighting? First thing I'm going to fight is this barbed wire I have rolled up in the garage. It's me versus a ball of barbed wire. Now, that sounds like it's an easy fight, but I'm going to have a fan blowing. So that barbed wire is going to move around the ring. It's going to be tougher than people think. Oh, my God. I mean, it's just <laughs> – who wins, uh, McCorkle? Sean, you still with us? I think Sean froze. I, think he didn't. I thought he was just mortified. I thought he was like, so here, oh, there he is. Oh, there you He's are. back. He's uh, back. John, who do you think wins? Um, Chavez Sr. or Macho Camacho Jr.? You talking to me? Yeah. I just got cut off. Sorry. I don't know where Greg left off, but real quick before I tell you that, since June 19th is going on in Mexico, yeah. let's put Greg and the donkey on that card, <laughs> you know, or whatever. And, um, Instead of instead of even fighting it, he could just do a donkey show because I'm sure the donkey's used to that. But I would give Greg, if you can't fight it, just do the typical donkey show. But this advice before you do, man, all the way in or all the way out. You got it. In between is where it hurts. I'd go all the way in or all the way out. I I dig it. I dig it. That's strong advice. That's strong advice. And if that's what it comes to, you know what? Listen, (laughs) buy the pay-per-view if you want to see what happens next. That's all I got. All right. Scott Coker said he would welcome Logan Paul and Bellator to fight MMA. Dude, I was just going to say. Yes, I would love that. Yes, please, put him in with a real fighter. Showtime is owned by Viacom, so is Bellator. I'm telling you, bring one of the Paul brothers in to fight MMA against Fedor, against anybody like that, and you will sell more pay-per-views than the UFC has ever seen. Well, I mean, the kid has really good wrestling. I mean, he had one year in college, but he was placed in the state of Ohio. He's just got to learn jiu-jitsu submission, and he's got to learn, and he's got to learn kicks, and he's got to learn to put them all together. You know? Can um, you imagine Logan Paul and Fedor headlining the Bellator pay-per-view, though, man? Like, I mean, if he lands a punch on Fedor, he might actually. That's what I'm saying. A young kid who can wrestle against a guy who's way past his time, like you know, or whatever. Oh, uh, but the thing is, I mean, as soon as I think it would be like, like, it would kind of be like how Greg Hardy. He wouldn't do as good as Greg Hardy did. You know, no. like Greg Hardy trained for three, four years in MMA and four before he went pro, and he's still, like, he had a couple – he had a tough time in the last couple fights. I think that eventually it would be like that, but not even can, after. Can you imagine if Logan Paul beat Fedor and went the distance with Floyd Mayweather? Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? And then Woodley gets knocked out. Like, it would be the Paul – That's the worst time about, about all this. That jackwad gets to walk around going, I went eight rounds with the champ. He You're couldn't right, take you know. me down with the greatest fighter of all time, and he couldn't knock me out. If we'd had cards, I would have won. Like, oh, my was, God. He was, man, he was crying afterward. I don't know. I saw it on Brendan Schaub's feed, so I don't know if he's just crying because Schaub came in his locker room. But uh, I saw him actually crying after the fight. Like, I can't believe this is the greatest night of my life. Like, dude, he's 40-something years old, and he wasn't trying, and he's and he you're twice his size. Like, <laughs> and you laid on him. For eight yeah. rounds. Well, I mean, according, come according, on. According to Ali Abdulaziz, who's the manager, who was there, when I met Tyson, you know, he was there getting interviewed by Cejudo and Tyson. He said that it was supposed to be Chael Sonnen boxing Jake Paul and the winner fights Mike Tyson. That was... <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. 
This, we're living in idiocracy, man. The movie, we really, it are. really, it really is. It really is. Listen, when you elect a <laughs> a reality TV president, it's all rules. That's it. All rules flew out the window. Yeah, like, we can do whatever we want. Minutes, they're not, you guys aren't running the country. But um, the thing is, is that we haven't. Even so far as we that. know, we, we haven't. Even, <laughs> we, we haven't even talked about uh, Aaron Carter boxing Lamar Odom uh, this, this this Friday night. Uh, are they? What's the prize money? A crack rock? <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. The, the post-fight drug test is probably required that they both have at least three things in their system, or the fight's a no contest. Like if you don't have at least three opiates, <laughs> the referee is Chuck Liddell. So oh, you know, but, <laughs> really? <laughs> he really is. This is gonna yeah. be this is gonna be the first fight where the ref wins. <laughs> <laughs> the ref does all the coke. The, uh, ref, the, ref, the ref's going to just take over and just beat everybody's ass. Now it's going to turn into wrestling. Now it's going to turn into wrestling. <laughs> all right. Well, the real fights that went on. Uh, Rose yes, please. Can Rose we discuss Street. real fights? Rose Street versus Sakai. Rose Street's like the worst kind of fighter because he's got so much power. And he's like, you don't even know how good he is. Because it's, it looked like he punched Sakai in slow motion and yeah. stopped him. This dude's like got amazing power, but he's one of those guys that's going to be so frustrating to watch because he'll beat everybody until he does. Like he's gonna, it's just such an uneven guy, you know. Like he's, uh, yeah. it's hard. But he looked, I think he looked good. I mean, is, did he even look good? He knocked the guy out with one second left in the first round. It was pretty even going in the first. And it round. wasn't even a clean shot. It was like a glancing blow. That's what was uh, so surprising about it. It wasn't like a clean one. You're like, whoa! There. It was like just boom, and then now all next thing you know, the guys on the ground. You're like, yeah. and even the even the commentators were like, what? What? What did he hit? What? Which one did it? When no one could tell. Uh, McCorkle. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch the card, man. When I looked at it and read it, like it was on that night, I was like, I don't see one fight on there I care to watch. Like, not a single. I didn't. There was one fight that was spectacular, though. Yeah, what was the positive? There was one fight. fight yeah, that was. I mean, it was. It you know, possibly fight of the year. They had Ponce the Nibio, which I thought Ponce Nibio actually lost. I no. was amazed when they said he won. No, I thought he he lost the first round. They had this undefeated kid Beza. Who's really good? Really good. I said his kicks were so fluid. Demi Lovato identifies as them. That's how nice. fluid his kicks look. Um, <laughs> but Ponzinibbio came in in the second and third. Like he was not to be stopped, and it showed a lot about Ponzinibbio because he got knocked out his last fight. He was a huge favorite, and he was the underdog in this fight. Baez is really good. One of those fights showing where even the guy who lost still kind of moves up because he looks yeah. so good in his loss. Yeah, um, absolutely. Baeza, you, you people, he put the league on notice. This kid's the truth. You know, he's a, he's one of those silent assassin types. Emotionless, doesn't look like he can't get, and then just, I mean, killer, just great attack. Did you uh, say it was his UFC debut, or did I misunderstand? No, no, no he's been around no. a little bit. I think he trains with Colby. I'm pretty sure him and Colby are training partners. Um, See, I thought Ponzinibbio lost the first two and won the third. I was surprised. I was very surprised when it went to him in the decision. And then uh, Matena De La Rosa looked great. She beat uh, the queen of violence, who just got, like, just beat up. There was a girl named Ricci who came in on short notice against Fiori, I think her name was. This girl, Ricci, they put her up a weight class on one-week notice, and it was like you could totally tell they were two different weight classes. One girl was like, the girl was like a foot taller and wider. And it looked like a big sister just beating up her little sister. 
you know, I understand that you want to get into the UFC, but let's be yeah. If you're going to go on a one-week notice, don't put them up a weight class. I mean, yeah. that's insane. Well, I think that also demonstrates how thin the, the women's division still are. You know, there's, yeah. there's, the, there's the, the ranked fighters and then a ghost town behind it. Yeah. Uh, and then Alir Latifi beat, uh, beat, uh, beat what's his name? Um, the guy with the mullet. Uh, Latifi, I, it was a close fight. Everyone thought the other guy won, but I kind of gave it to Latifi, to be honest. I, I, I didn't really – it was one of those things that could have went either way. Uh, so Walt Harris took another bad loss. I, I, I don't know. He's got to work on his ground game. I mean, that was just, I mean, it was, it was bad. It was tough to watch. I didn't like it. He's so frustrating because he comes out there and he just almost finishes a guy every time. Yeah. And he, then gasses, completely gasses. Yeah. And just like, oh, man. That I know. Was it looked like it looked, he did that street fight thing. Like he put everything into the first two minutes of the fight. And I was like, he's fighting this like a street fight. He's going for the win right this second. And he almost fucking had it. And then, you know, Tabura just managed to survive that. And then Tabura was like, okay, you're out of gas now. And then just beat him up. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so this week, there's a lot of good fights this week. In the PFL, we got the debut of Clarissa Shields in MMA. She was a, a boxing champion, Olympic gold medalist, undefeated, um, super athletic. She has been training over at uh, at uh, what's in uh, New Mexico with what's his name with Holly Holm and John Jones. She's fighting a girl, Brittany Elkin, who's three and four, who's been stopped her last two, but she's got a really good ground game. Clarissa Shields literally had no ground game up until a year ago, uh, so I'm excited about this one. It's in the PFL this Thursday night. Also, Anthony Martinez is fighting a guy who's eight and zero. I mean, Anthony Pettis. Anthony Pettis lost the first time. Dude, these guys that come in for the PFL from the UFC, I think they can have a little bit of like, oh, I can, you know, I fought in the UFC before. But him and a couple other guys, he's got to win or he doesn't even make the tournament. Um, yeah. Hmm. Well, he was one of those ones that was a surprising upset in the first fight. And I think it may, a little bit, maybe I'm wrong, but a little bit seemed like he thought he could just kind of cruise through the first one because yeah. he's Anthony Pettis and he's coming from the UFC and, you know, huge, uh, you know, reputation. And I think he didn't take the other guy seriously and got caught. I think that's, you know, I mean, yeah. hopefully he, we see the real Anthony Pettis in this fight. Then we got Bubba Jenkins is fighting on this card. Yeah, Bubba. Against Bobby Moffitt, who's a really good fighter. Bobby Moffitt uh, fought in the UFC. Um, couple wins. Uh, Bubba's got to take this one seriously, too. Hopefully he didn't, he didn't peak against Lance Palmer, but I know he wants that million dollars. I know he wants that million dollars. Also, Tyler Diamond is a guy who had one loss, which was to uh, <laughs> the guy who uh, – the, the dude who wanted camo shorts, Bryce, whatever is it, Bryce Mitchell. Uh, he's fighting Brendan Lochran, who's a really good uh, striker from England. Clay Collard is on Dude, the this guard. English kid, man, this picture of him – he looks like somebody just got one good swipe across the nose, knocked it to the other side of his face, and then he was like, no, leave it. <laughs> I, don't, I want people to know you can't, knock, you can't knock it to the side twice. Like, wow, that kid, what a face. Clay Collard, who, who went like 5-0 in boxing, who beat Anthony Pettis is on the card. Chris Wade's on the card. It's a good, it's a good, good card. Marcin Held, uh, who, uh, who also won against Nathan Schultz against OAM, who was a UFC stud. 
So this is a this is a good card. Bellator. Hell, Held is a great fighter too. I'm surprised he's over there, but I guess he got knocked. You know, they weren't giving him enough work. But he yeah. he's a good fighter. He is a good fighter. And Bellator on Friday night, uh, Douglas Lima, who's the guy that beat MVP, is taking on Amasov, who's like, I think he's like 25 and an O or something. He's unbelievable. Although he almost lost his last one. Uh, this should be a good fight. Douglas Lima is a guy that beat MVP. Really nice guy. Paul Daly. He's the dude who's been around forever. Uh, have you ever met Paul Daly, Sean? I have not. I've followed him for a long time, but never met him. He's fighting Jason Jackson. Jason Jackson is a guy that beat Ben Henderson. He beat a bunch of guys. Uh, very, very underrated fighter. Uh, Aaron Pico is on the card. We know Pico because he's had an up and down career, but seems to really have found himself. He was a guy that, uh, they were calling like the next big thing because he was like the best wrestler yeah. in the country out of high school, and then he kept getting knocked out. Um, the best boxer too, like Olympic caliber boxer, boxer and world champion wrestler, and gets knocked out. Man, it's crazy. Yeah. Oof. Uh, Kyle Krusmer, who was a four-time All-American from OSU, he's fighting on this card. He's fighting a really good guy, Tywan Claxton, a guy from Ohio, uh, super good, and Nick Newell, my buddy with one arm. Uh, who, who's awesome. Every time I make a one-arm joke about Nick Newell, he always like, he's like, tag me, man, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, he's, he's fighting a, a guy, Bobby King, who's a pretty good fighter. So that's good, too. So that's, uh, that's Friday night in Bellator. Uh, now, Saturday night. The big Saturday night. Uh, we got Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori. Uh, my brother's convinced Vittori's going to win. A lot of people are saying Vittori's going to win because his wrestling is really good. It's like you can't bet against these fucking karate guys, these crazy Muay Thai guys that could just pull off any kind of spinning real kick or these Anderson Silva-type fighters. I'm not – look, I know Israel lost his last fight. He went up a weight class, and I don't think he even got dominated. I had a 2-2 going into the fifth. He just got taken down by a bigger guy. Yeah. I think Israel wins this fight. What do you think, uh, McCorkle? Sean. We lost him. He froze. Sean froze Greg, what do you think? Okay. I think Vittori is going to try to do exactly what just happened in Adesanya's last fight. He's got the size. He has that. He has the strength advantage. And I think he's going to do exactly. So Adesanya better be ready for that. He better have been training takedown defense and ready to defend it. Because I think that's exactly what Vittori is going to try and do. And I think if he doesn't, he's going to win. Because Vittori is a powerhouse, man. I wouldn't want to get anywhere near that motherfucker. So, yeah. And so, I mean, when you look at it, I mean, this guy is the per in, in his weight class, he's the best match. And I, I mean, now I am not picking Vittori. I am still sticking with Adesanya coming off a, a loss back down to his weight class, defending his actual title this time. I think, I, I don't think Adesanya loses this fight, but if there was ever a guy to do it, it's going to be Vittori. McCorkle? Uh, I think Adesanya wins easy, man. Um, I, I, he's already beat him, right? Didn't they fight before? Yeah. I don't understand why the fights happened again. They said Robert Whitaker wasn't ready, but maybe it's payback since he went up and fought and they're giving him not an easy fight, but an easier one, man. Like, I don't uh, I don't know. I, the fight didn't make any sense to me at all, but it's what they want to do, I guess. All right. All right. Wait I mean, a minute. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me they didn't check with you first? That's what, yeah, you would think, right? I thought, okay, that's, I'm shocked. I didn't realize. I don't know how the UFC works, apparently. By the way, McCorkle, we never got out to why you were so stressed to come on the show in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, no, I just, just had a guy come over um, 
to look at my foundation work. I'm converting my garage into a family room, like my attached garage. And I noticed the cement block wall looked a little crooked. So I had a place come out and it'll only be like $11,000 to fix it. So it's no problem. Just uh, 11 grand to fix the foundation. I'm like, perfect. Cause that's not covered by the inspection. That's not covered by home warranty. That's not anything. It's a foundation issue that I never would have known I had if we hadn't pulled out the uh, drywall to redo the room, you know? And I was like, Oh look. So it just, I don't know, more or less, Someone just took $11,000 from me that I wasn't expecting 10 minutes before. So, See, we in the Latino community call that, eh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I told it, the guys that part of me wants to just drywall over it, like put the studs totally, up. Totally, exactly. It, like if you didn't know not. there was a problem, there's no problem. It's okay. It's okay. Right. Is the house falling down? Is the house falling down? Is that falling down? It's okay. <laughs> yeah. You have to fix it? Uh, I mean, if I want to do the room conversion or otherwise, I can just keep, Leave it there and wait till it collapses totally, and then I gotta. Again, what we in the Latino community call it's okay. It's okay. Work, so. What would yeah, you do, Greg? Uh... Greg? Greg, you wouldn't fix it? No, not at all. I would just go through <laughs> with whatever else I was doing. Again, you know, if you decide to sell the house, then maybe you, it's something you would have to fix. But if you own the house, you're staying in the house. It's fine. The way, you know what I mean? Like it's not even a problem. You would have noticed if you were. Yeah. I just leave it. I could go on, put up the other wall. It's okay. It's okay. It's history. <laughs> he sounds a lot like a contractor I had working for me once. <laughs> like whatever was okay. No, it's okay. Like, I don't know. It's okay. Yeah. Exactly. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. By the way, Sean, totally off topic, but I watched a Mike Tyson documentary uh, on that on uh, Hulu. It's amazing. Just what you think. The knockout. The knockout. Yeah. Just what you yeah, think. Yeah, everything yeah. I've been about Mike Tyson. I've got it in the queue. It's one of the things I'm like, I know everything about this guy. And like, I'm like, I was blown away. But it, it, I didn't realize, I forgot Indiana was where he got sentenced for rape. And the place, yeah. what, now the, what, you were living in Indiana at that time. How, how old were you? Yeah, I was probably like, I think 14, 13, 14 at the time or whatever. I remember it. It was real big news. But um, I believe to this day that Mike Tyson wasn't guilty because all the other stuff he, he's admitted to, he already did the time. He says to this day, she's a liar. You know, um, she never did it. And I do, there was a story that came out not long ago. I don't know if it made the big news, but I like, you know, national news, but I read it where she had also accused someone else of raping her in high school when her dad found out she had sex on prom night or something and almost got that guy put in jail, um, you know, or something like that. There was some big story about that that she accused him of doing it. But uh, of all the things Mike Tyson's done, and I'm, he's probably raped someone before, I would guess, but I don't think he's guilty of that one, man. I just don't... Uh, with everything, reading about it, hearing about the time, it just seemed like, uh, I don't know. Not Here's a bum rap. But it's, it's uh, I don't know, maybe buyer's, I guess, uh, fucker's reward. I don't know, like afterwards or what. Like, I don't know. But it, I, mean, uh, I mean, what he did say was, he goes, look, I'm not above, I wasn't above doing what they accused me of, but I didn't do it. Right. Which right. And then he said, there's like five things I should be in jail for, so I'll just pick, pick one of those things. Uh, right. I mean... I, I kind of, in some ways, feel like he, the guy's so honest that he wouldn't lie. Like, in some way, he would just tell you he did it. And be like, yeah, I, I, I believe wholeheartedly he would admit it and apologize if he had done it. He's already done the prison time, so it doesn't matter if he admits it now. But all the other stuff, he's admitted what a terrible father he was, terrible husband. Like, he said everything. Like, he um, – but he's, he gets angry. That's how you sometimes can tell. He gets mad when they bring it up. Like, upset. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, when anybody even brings it up that, like, it's – like, I would be if I was falsely accused of something. 
But did you live? No, here? and that, that is a natural response. But at the same time, you know, the mind, and I'm not defending one person one way or the other, but when the mind has time to think about it, it can convince itself of a truth that isn't a truth. That's, yeah, you that's know? true. Too, that I mean, yeah, you like, can, I if you have enough time it. to sit there and think about it, you can reshape all the events to where it all makes sense in your mind and, you're, and, and convince yourself. That that is what happened isn't what happened. So there, you know, I mean, it, it's it, you know, I wasn't there. I'm not claiming to know anything about it or what happened. I'm not taking a side. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying the mind. You can convince yourself when okay, you want Greg, to. Greg, Greg, to your point, I kind of I believe that OJ has convinced himself he didn't do that. Exactly, OJ has convinced himself that he wasn't there. That it was, you know, you can convince yourself. No, 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 no. I really thought about this. I know, and you just kind of build the truth in your brain. It's a, a you know, it, it can happen. I'm a little surprised that Greg wasn't there, but that's me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I first heard the story, I was like, I bet Greg was there. Like, I'm not CB Go. Right. <laughs> Speaking of psycho, Diego Sanchez has left his coach uh, last week. He's no longer with that guy. Hey, well, at least it was before there was any damage done to the relationship with the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> and now Phil Baroni has called out Diego Sanchez. Um, That'd be a great fight. I'd love to see that fight. Yeah. Yeah. The Bear That'd be a fun one. MMA. Uh, no, like at a bar uh, at about 2.38 in the morning. When, uh, when, when, when they're both really ripe. I think that's, that's I, the time. Dude, I think the most important thing for Baroni, if he takes that fight, there has to be a clause where Diego cannot be hanging upside down at any point during the fight. <laughs> like he's hanging upside down, Baroni's not going to be ready for you know what he's got for him because he's been there so many times now. But <laughs> also, also on this card, Division Figueroa versus Brandon Moreno. I like Brandon Moreno. He came to my my special taping. Right, he came to the show. He brought like nine of his trainers, all from Tijuana who don't speak English, which is what you want in the crowd. Or, or yeah, like, totally. English not there first. The crowd, the crowd was like, dude, I go, like, for my special, <laughs> I was glad to have had my special. But I go there, it's 35 people wearing masks, right? There's Mike Perry in the front with his pregnant girlfriend. Like, that's the very front, like, they had their own section. And then it was Brandon Moreno and, like, eight people from Tijuana, which I made jokes <laughs> how they all came in the same car, this and that. Like, a whole thing, they're all sharing the same bed. Like, they were the best. They were the best. They still follow me. Then it was uh, Joaquin Bark Barkley, who, uh, who's, like, kicked out of – who basically last week posted, I'll give anyone $1,000 to come spar with me, right? Like, I guess, according to James Krause, he's, like, the worst training partner in the world. He's asking anybody. He goes, any pro want to come over for $1,000? I love it. All the hookers are like, I'll be right there. I'm a pro. I'll come over 1000 That's 500 above my rate. Like, I mean. But you said they were there when you were filming your special? That was when you were filming it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That would, ex that would explain why you're doing your special. I kept hearing, ah, ah, ah. Like, I don't know. The best <laughs> Never mind. The you needed to commit a little more to the act. Then it was like I nine, a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like nine women from accounting, right? There was nine women who were just like walking by that they were like, "Hey, come watch this special." It was like like fucking Gail from accounting and this one. They had no idea what was going on. It, it was it was the best. It, it was it was the best. And then Dana but it was White, also it was still at a time when things hadn't opened up just oh, yet, yeah. and the protocols were still super strict, and they could only have so many people in that building you know or and only eight coyotes allowed <laughs> coyotes 
I, I gotta tell you, I like Moreno in this one. I mean, I like Figueredo, Figueredo, whatever. I think yeah. he's really good, but I, I, I like Moreno in this one. I thought he looked good in the short notice. And I think having already touched him, having already gotten touched by him, I think he has a better idea what it's going to take now. And, and, and I, like, uh, I like Moreno. I Moreno. Want Moreno. If I have to go with my heart, I'm going to go Moreno. But I also feel like this dude was not taking him that seriously based on his past record, based on who he beat. Don't forget, like, Figueredo was just murdering everybody. And I think that he was this, this what, like these Mexican fighters, <laughs> Mexican boxers, especially, you have to like murder them to stop them. Like they, they just won't stop coming forward. And, you know, a lot of these guys, you hit them like 150 times in the face and they're still there. You're just like, what the fuck do I got to do to, to beat this guy? I mean, you look at, it, this is like a, a lineage. And this goes back to like Morales and Barrera and, Chavez and I think that Moreno is just a really tough guy and a really good fighter. Unfortunately, I think Figueroa is a little bit better. Um, McCorkle, what do you think? Uh, I was just offline, so I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I literally just now got well. Who do we? I mean, uh, Greg Wilson's picking Moreno for this fight. I'm picking uh, Davison. I don't know. I, I, I Davison. 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 Uh, who are you picking for this fight? I think I hate him. <laughs> I don't know either guy well enough to. Uh, Make a uh, prediction. I will say that my phone, when I signed off, my phone gave me an alert that Caitlyn Jenner said that he or she is very disappointed in the direction of this co like country, the way we're going. Um, apparently, uh, I guess he thinks the country should be dating a black guy. I don't know. She thinks. She thinks. Uh, oh, she thinks, yeah, the country should be dating a black guy. Because all his See, Listen, uh, if anyone can lead us back to normalcy. Yes, that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome about like, like I know, I know I'm, I'm gonna get shit, but like this whole thing with like trans athletes and high school sports, right? I mean, I, I think if you're if you're modifying someone, what, either way, with a lot of steroids or drugs, to whatever, it's giving them an advantage, whether it's a guy to a girl or a girl to a guy. And there was a girl on the news who said she would have placed for the state in track, but the two people that beat her were like women who were born men, biological men, right? And yeah. Caitlyn Jenner said it's not fair uh, that men, the biological men are competing in female sports who, who transition. If there's anyone I think we could listen to on that particular yes. exactly. The fact that she, she, they, they are the voice of reason, wow. I mean, but like, I don't want to listen to- I agree with they. On like many politics or whatever. But when it comes to like a guy who was the best athlete in the world, who then transitioned to a female, maybe- this is the opinion of someone that might know a little too about, right? I Wait, mean, is Bruce yeah. a full, he's a full-time female now? Caitlin, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I yeah. thought he went back and literally, I thought, I seriously thought he went back and forth. I thought like sometimes he was Caitlin, like Batman, like in Bruce Wayne. I thought sometimes okay. he was Bruce and sometimes <laughs> he, I'm serious. Is he, I sometimes he's I Bruce, really sometimes he's Robin. Robin. No, 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 he's, he's, he's Caitlin. She's Caitlin. I thought he's he went Caitlin. into a really gay telephone booth and changed and gave Caitlin. So, I don't know. I really did. I, that would be a very funny. That would be a funny superhero, though. It would be because she'd have to go back in time, find a phone booth. <laughs> change, then you got back to the future. Changing forward. clothes, change, then go back to the future. But I mean, I honestly feel like I, I, I don't know. It's just too bad that there aren't an, uh, that many transgender kids that they could form their own league. Not, you know, like... Uh, well, I don't know that that's too bad, but... Teenagers. 
Because I feel like they should compete against other trans people that have transitioned. So like, Adam's plan is convince more kids to transition so they can have a more competitive like, I'm just saying that, like, they should have a league of their own. <laughs> of, of, of like, Are you sure you're a girl or a boy? Because we've got this spot open on our team. You never know. <laughs> They're not kids. I'm saying, like, like uh, 20-year-olds. Uh, they want to, the like, play in high school tell me that you wouldn't watch the Transgender Olympics. Like, right. I love it. It literally would be a league of their own. It's like, it's the they's versus the them's. <laughs> I would, I would like, I, I think that would be pretty cool to have the, the Olympics. Sponsored by Skittles. Taste the rainbow. Oh, God. All right. Listen. All right. So, Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz. Uh, this fight. I'm looking forward to. I will watch Nate Diaz fight a cold. Just- I was gonna say exactly. I would pay just for this fight. Um, I hope Nate wins. I he didn't look that great in his last fight against uh, Masvidal, but you never know, Nate Diaz. I mean, he just sometimes just shows up and he just turns back the clock. So I'm riding with Nate Diaz all day long. Uh, I'm going with my heart, picking Nate Diaz. McCorkle, what do you think is gonna happen? Exactly the same. Pick with my heart, not my head. I've, uh, I'm even going to bet on Nate. I think since he's primarily a striker, going against a better striker, he'll probably lose. But uh, you can't ever uh, – yeah, I can't ever root against any of the Diaz brothers. Man, they've got a bad reputation. I don't know if it's so much still, but they are the nicest dudes you have ever met in your life. Like, literally, the – Yeah. Yeah, the nicest. He's right. I'll finish it. He's absolutely nice. The first time I met Nate, he asked me to train with him the next day. He's beyond that. No, you know, the thing is, win or lose, they're going to look. They're going to, he's going to take damage. I mean, because his face is all scar tissue. Both of them. I mean, this is something they deal with. And they're going to, you know, I mean, it's going to be a bloody fight no matter what. And that, that is what people love. That's what I love. I think everybody loves seeing that. But at the end of the day, I mean, come on. You're talking about Leon Edwards, the number three ranked contender in the division, in mode, in prime, still looking good versus an ATS who, again, great heart, great scrap, you know what I mean? A game fighter at all time. But I just don't see him winning, even if he survives. I mean, but Leon also is is an angry dude and an emotional guy. Nate can bait you into a fucking – a punch contest and win. He's one of those dudes that like, unless you're like, I mean, unless you have your, you know, your emotions really in check, Nate can draw you into a fucking punch for punch. That's Uh, true because the Diaz brothers are that kind of animal that enjoy getting hit. They enjoy the damage. They enjoy the pain. And I think that's very frustrating when you see them like, like reveling in it, like the Joker. They're like, ah! Yeah, I mean, is that five I, rounds or three rounds? You guys know three rounder. Three rounder. Is it three? Yeah. Nate Diaz is plus three fifty five. He's he's plus three fifty five. How awesome is it they they convince fighters to fight five rounds for the same money they were fighting three for? Isn't that awesome that they just decided like, hey, you're going to be a main event, so it's double the fight almost. We'll pay you the same. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, it's crazy. But don't you get paid more when you're the featured fight? I believe you do. Uh, I mean, allegedly, there's nothing in the contract, though. It's kind of however they feel that day. I was co-made event at UFC uh, 124, sold, I think, 900,000 pay-per-views, and I got 10,000 to fight. I lost, and then I got a $10,000 bonus on a fight that generated 50 to $60 million just in pay-per-views. So, Wow. We got $20,000. Have you ever thought about getting together with the other fighters and forming a class action lawsuit? There's actually one going on. There's a, I'm actually waiting to see what the payout would be before I join it because 
I don't want to burn any bridges with the UFC, even though I have nothing to do with them anymore. But uh, I don't want to do that. And I did sign the contract. That's the funny thing. Man. You can't, if you sign the contract, it's like, can you complain? It's kind of like the student loan thing. Like, you signed up for it. But at the same time, is it so unfair that somebody should do something about it? You know, like it's. Uh, and that is the question. My- and that, that does need to be exactly that. I feel that that's a legitimate thing that they should look at it and be like, you know what, though? This is unfair business practices. You do owe these guys more money. Right. You know, well, maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know. I'd have to hear both sides of it. But I could I, I could see that being a valid argument. I know. I know that I got a $2,000 for being on the video game and $7.67 for my tops trading cards. So. Um, I, I am about $2,000 in on my licensing stuff and everybody's like, Oh, well, no one bought the game for you on it anyway. Okay. Then don't put me on it. If you're not going to pay me, nobody's buying the game to play as one player on Madden football either, but they all get paid. I got to tell you that's $7 more than I thought your card was worth. So that's, that's what, yeah. That's what's, crazy. <laughs> what's even better is they had me sign 500 of them and I didn't get paid. Like it was like, Oh no, this will just help market it. I'm like, okay. So I have to sign 500 for you. Like, yeah, like, hmm, it's kind of like when you sign the 200 posters when you get to a UFC event, and then if yours gets torn and you ask for another one, they're like, oh, no, they're all spoken for. We give them to sponsors. And I was like, oh, well, mine got torn. Oh, well, we can give you a blank if you want to go around and ask the fighters for their autograph. So I was like, well, I don't want to do that. I guess I just don't get a poster this event. And then I see the poster on sale for $600 on UFC.com that I signed with all the other fighters, 200 copies of it, but I didn't get any money. So Steve Martin used to have a funny story about how you know, like, the, like when you meet a celebrity, you want an autograph, right? He, he told the story on Fallon, it bombed, but I was laughing. So he said what he would do is people would always go, hey, can, can you sign a picture for me, find a picture? So he would go around with pictures that were already signed and just give them to people. And they'd be like, huh? <laughs> like just That's like, fine, yeah, do that. Yeah, but, like thing, but he would do it just to fuck with them. This is yeah. his action, like, hey, here you go. And they're like, uh... <laughs> I heard uh, Norm McDonald told a funny story, a quick one one time, that him and Bob Saget got a flat tire, and Norm negotiated the price for fixing the tire, and then Norm tells Bob Saget that the guy wants a signed photograph of him to do the job that cheap, and so after the guy's done, Bob Saget goes up and signs a pay- like, picture, gives it to him, and the guy's like, what the hell is this? And he's like, oh. he's like, oh, it's autograph, and he goes, I don't know who you are, like, what am I supposed to do with this, or whatever, and it was just a joke, and Bob Saget felt really dumb, so I love that story. That's hilarious. Uh, Damian Maya versus Bilal Muhammad. I got Bilal all day. I don't even – Maya's got to – I think if he loses this, he's got to hang it up. Um, yeah. Maya was one of the best. And the thing I respect about Damian Maya was, like, I think it was after he beat Chael Sonnen, he said that what he, what he likes to do is beat you without hurting you. And that was his type of jiu-jitsu, was he could submit yeah. you without actually hurting you. And I thought that was really. Oh, cool. then sign me up for a fight with him. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you that's what. That's a paycheck I'll take. After you know, you need to quit fighting. Toward the end of my career, I started trying to win without hurting people. Like yeah. I can submit this guy; I don't need to hit him. And when you start thinking that way, it's time to get out, man. It is. Uh, when you can't way, be back vicious, prime. Back at his prime, he was thinking that way, though. Golly, I think Bilal Muhammad's a... going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Paul Craig versus John Paul Mahal. Craig, the Bear Jew. Uh, John Mahal Hill is like eight and zero with like eight knockouts. So he's really good. This guy, Paul Craig, he beat Shogun, but Shogun was shot, and yeah, he has a win was... over. He has a win over. Uh, who's the win over? Some like amazing guy from Dagestan. Who's the guy I'm thinking about? But like he won with one second left, and it was like a ten eight. 10-8, and then it would have been a 10-8, like the third one, and he pulled off a triangle with one second left against uh, somebody who's – and I couldn't believe it. 
And then he beat his friend with a triangle too. His friend was gonna get so I mean, good for Paul Craig. But did, did Greg call him the Bear Jew? Yeah, that's his nickname. That's his nickname. That's his name, the Bear Jew. Yeah. Look at it. It's right. I'm staring at it right Is now it on the B- UFC B- website. B A R B A R E. I think it's from like B E A R. Okay. It's like from the movie. The, 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 I think it was from uh, the Glorious Bastards. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Bear Jew. Bear. I don't know. This Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill. He, listen, seven and zero. He's same size. You know, a little yeah, taller. Yeah, he has a win over Ankalaev, right? Ankalaev, yeah. fifteen and one, with wins over Kudalaba, Krylov, and he was killing this dude. And he just got submitted with one second left. Ah, uh, um, but uh, yeah, I think that uh, I hate to say it, but I got uh, I got uh, John Mahal Hill all day. I was gonna say negative three hundred five. I'm betting Hill. Negative I, I, I can't believe Adam's going against another Jew. Like, I think that I thought you got stuck together, man. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Have you met Jews? I had a really rich Jewish guy, businessman, tell me one time that Jews stick together until we get to the top, then it's cutthroat as it can possibly be. So, I don't know. He, that, your friend is absolutely right. Um, Eric Anders is taking on Darren Stewart. That's a rematch. Remember, that was a good yeah. Eric like need him in the face or and it got whatever. And uh, I like Eric in this in this fight. I like Darren Stewart also. He's the dentist from England, uh, which is normally not known for their dentistry. Um, but he's got plenty of work. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a surprise. Um, also, Hakeem Dawadu. <laughs> Who's a black fighter from Calgary? Well, when I was in Calgary, that's all they kept talking about was this kid. Then he got knocked out and like submitted it in like the first fight. But since then, he's a monster. He kind of figured out, you know, he calmed down. Uh, he's fighting. A it's guy interesting that you noticed he was black. I probably wouldn't have noticed if I'd seen him because uh, I'm not racist. But against Hakeem Duwadu. Uh, oh yeah, if you if someone said, "Hey, I want you to meet my friend Hakeem Duwadu." <laughs> yeah. Would you be like, oh, is it that blonde guy right there? <laughs> Don't they call him the bear Jew? A sketch. You know how like you can't mention it. Like everyone's so sensitive now. I wanted to write a sketch how like like a black guy like steals someone's car, and then the cops come and they're like, hey, will you describe the guy that stole the car? And you're like, uh, well, he was wearing a red shirt. You're like, uh. I think he was uh, like you did. Right, everything. you don't want to say anything exactly. You don't want to describe um, the actual guy. I think that was. On, I think they did one on Saturday Night Live. I think I saw something very similar. Oh, maybe really? not. Yeah, I think that maybe. My favorite one was when they did the NFL new rules. They're like, okay, so you can't hit him high or low. You got to cradle him in your arms and you got to lay, <laughs> lay him on him the ground softly. and lay his head down softly, and then <laughs> and that's a legal t- tackle. Uh, so uh, also on this card, Lauren Murphy who I talk about all the time because I love yeah. Murphy. She's the woman who, who was like never an athlete. Her father died. She partied way too hard. It was on heroin, lost custody of her kid, then got custody back, took a jujitsu class with her daughter. Now she's ranked number three in the world, two in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's such a good person. Love Lauren Murphy. Um, she's fighting Joanne Calderwood, who uh, bad mofo Jojo, also an awesome fighter, dating her, her trainer, John Wood, uh, who – uh, probably a good thing was quite the coxman back in the day john wood at one point was like he was dating who's the girl who was like tito ortiz's wife uh and then he was dating someone else and he's got so many funny stories john wood uh but he she's tamed the beast 
um, and he owns Syndicate, uh, the, the, the gym. So this should be a good fight. Lauren versus uh, Calderwood. Um, and then Panny Kanzat, who's like, remember we talked to her? Yeah. She's like working in Sweden as an EMT during COVID. Um, yeah. Also has a She's great cool. ass. Great ass. She has this thing. When she fought Jesse Jess, she like sat on her face and like did like this like butt scoot move where she just like basically just like, it was like half porn. Yeah. She's fighting Alexis Davis, who came to my show. Also underrated hottie, like great body, pretty face. I think she stoned a lot, but uh, awesome, awesome person. Uh, so, <laughs> John, what are you looking like that for? It's just, you just randomly threw out that she stoned a lot. Um, yeah. but, uh, like she also gets high a lot. I just had a, you know, left to let any cats out of the bag. But I was trying to come up with an all the way in or all the way out joke about her scooting on her face, but I had nothing. So, and then, well, listen, uh, gents, I got to dip out. All right. I love well, you guys very podcast. much, man. Greg, all the way in or all the way out on the podcast, dude? I'm all the way out on this one. Okay. No, I got, I got Greg, go. I love you. McCorkle, I love you. I love you guys, too. Have a great week, guys. We'll see, see you guys. next week.